Welcome back to A Fresh Story, the podcast where we have conversations about brave decisions to start over again. I'm Jenny. And I'm Olivia. And we're so glad you're here today. Hello there. Hi, sister. How's it going? Um, It's really good. What do you want for lunch? Well, what I want and what I should have are always two different <laughs> no, things. We're no, we're no feeding our souls. No shoulds. No Don't should yourself to death. No. I think I've been back in New York for what, almost a month now. I only think I've had like, actually haven't had a bagel from a bagel shop. We've only mm. gotten bagels that we brought home or as Olivia calls it, making bagels at home. <laughs> um, And I'm thinking maybe we need to go to like Bagel Works mm. and I need to get an everything bagel with scallion tofu cream cheese because i'm dairy free as you all know and locks the only problem is i hate it when they make the bagel in the bagel shop and then they like it's like one layer of cream cheese and then mm. locks on top i need it to be opened as a sandwich because my i mm. can't i can't i don't it's a waste of bagel i think to eat it as a bagel sandwich I like well the bagel conversation <laughs> is a big big conversation right because <laughs> again you know talking about regional things too we talk you know often about what's regional to long island bagel sandwiches bagel i don't even think we call them bagel sandwiches here but bagels are like your it's bagel a sandwich if it has turkey on it but right not a, yeah your not bagel order is like your when you're when i don't know if people know this when you're born in long island you are <laughs> you are bestowed a bagel order when you're born on the island of Long. When you're born on the island of Long, the bagel order is be so sort of like, you know, you get your bagel order. And yeah, there's like a little, it's like a fairy godmother that comes to the hospital rooms at North yeah. Shore, North Shore LIJ hospital rooms. Right. And she says, and to this child, I yeah, shall give you everything. Right, sesame, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, speaking Weston of Long was, Island. Like Weston was bestowed a plain bagel, but Wyatt was rainbow, given a rainbow bagel. Rainbow bagel, bagel. yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Long Island, we had a fantastic conversation oy. with Oi, with an uh, literally with an amazing woman, Erica Taylor. Erica Taylor, fire is what I would call her. <laughs> she, if if I don't see this woman on television in the next few years, and I will, everything I know about the world will be wrong. Um, <laughs> she it was she, you know, she's a makeup artist and she is um an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and manager and all of these amazing things, and she's accessible. And this was part of what we talked about. Erica came up through art, went Mm -hmm. into um, makeup, like doing makeup in department stores and then, and selling makeup. And then now has pivoted to being on TikTok and being a super accessible consultant for people. Right. Um, And she, she sells consultants where you can get on Zoom with her and she will look at you and you'll talk about how to put on makeup and what makeup you should be wearing. Um, I feel like she's like the mom people need. Yes. Yes. And like she charges the fee, but it's like super reasonable. And um, it's kind of like a, you know, there's so many different kinds of like therapeutic processes. And I do feel, yeah. Yeah. You know, for somebody like me that really has no clue about makeup, up it would be such sort of like an entrance to the world of that um it's very intimidating and she is just so lovely and wonderful and fun to talk to and we are going to like meet up with her and have a drink and like we talked too about like the importance of like makeup and how it like really can like level you up to your Mm -hmm. confidence into the next place in your life and right and how it's not um, about the makeup it's about the process it's about staring at yourself in the mirror connecting with your own eyes such a beautiful conversation yeah yeah she was a she is a beautiful spirit and human and we, yeah. we were so excited to talk to her so please enjoy the conversation with erica and please remember to rate review and subscribe to a fresh story so that we can keep telling your fresh start stories 
Erica Taylor has been a professional makeup artist and beauty expert for over 25 years, working with top brands like MAC, Laura Mercier, Benefit Cosmetics, and more. She recently made the decision to leave the industry she loved for over 25 years and become a full-time entrepreneur. She started her TikTok in 2021, where she does makeup tutorials and has created an incredible and engaging community, sharing tips and techniques for women in their 40s plus. Erica, we are so excited to have you here today. How are you, first of all? I am great recovering from, you know, the winter cold. But other than that, I got this. Yeah, that's amazing. I know all of us have gotten sick. It was running through our house too. Why don't you take us back to the beginning of your Fresh Start story? Okay. So, I mean, I've had a very long history in cosmetics. I started at 19. I went to school to be an art teacher and um, I fell in love. I was actually like a weird kind of like goth art student, right? In the nineties. Sure. And I'm 46. So this is, you know, we're going back 27 years Mm -hmm. and I was getting basically punished by my principal mom because I, I couldn't get a job. And it's not because I wasn't looking like nobody would hire me. So I ended up, someone said to me, why don't you work in cosmetics? And I was like, okay, so that's a whole other story. So that was like the original start, right? Right. Mm -hmm. How I ended up marching into a Macy's in Valley Stream. Okay. Okay. You guys are Long Island. Three Long Islanders here. (laughs) Right. So that, and you know, not, not the the best Macy's, but I went there and they hired me in prescriptives, color matching. Okay. okay. They used to do the color blending. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's a whole other story as far as what started my adventures. But that takes me to 27 years in this industry, right? So if we want to talk about that fresh start at 46, um, so last year, I started playing around on TikTok. Okay. And a friend of mine had asked me, what do you want out of this? I go, I want to find my mm-hmm. gang. Mm-hmm. I want to find my my people. My 40s and up, like fashion, love beauty, but also are just real fun people. Drink some wine. You know, you don't have to, but, you know, you enjoy (laughs) your wine, enjoy your fun, and just don't take things too seriously. So my first liner video that kind of went viral was actually in April of 22. That was um, like lining and whining, right? (laughs) How to properly eyeline our eyes Mm. over 40 or even not, just how to get the eyeliner on your lid to start. So that kind of just like, and I think just, I just said, grab a glass of wine and a great attitude, like just kidding. You don't need a great attitude. (laughs) It just took off and I started finding my people. And then I was doing befores and after like do's and don'ts. Mm. What our makeup has not changed, but our face has. Mm. So how to kind of relate with that. So I've spent so much time teaching clients that I just started having fun. And then it, it it became something kind of on its own. And I said, I'm 46. When do I take the chance? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I was mm-hmm. a regional director for a brand. Yeah. So I couldn't share as many things as I wanted to because I was under a brand. Yeah. So I just said, you know what? I'm just going to take a leap of faith. I'm just going right. to choose me, take a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And here we are. I love that. I love that. We're all about choosing, choosing yourself as number one. So important. I love that. So take us back to, you started at Macy's, 
how do you work your way up from being, you know, the counter girl at Macy's blending color to where you are now? There's a lot that has had to have happened <laughs> between that space. And you have three children, I believe, as well. So yep. you, you you accomplished a lot of things in the last um, 27 <laughs> years. So, so what was some of the highlights in that journey for you? So I was going to school to be an art teacher. My mother mm -hmm. was a principal. I watched my mother as a child and she had me at young. She was about 23. Mm -hmm. And I watched her go to school and keep growing in her career from a second grade teacher to a resource room, to a dean, to an assistant principal, to a principal. I used to sit there when she would go to school and, um, you know, just do something when she was in night school. Mm -hmm. So I just really respected her drive. So my thing, my thing was, if I'm going to be in makeup, I'm not going to stay at the counter. And if, if that makes you happy and brings your heart joy, God bless. But I always wanted more. Yeah, so right. I remember getting in trouble at Macy's because everyone would say, she's she's like a shark. She's stealing all of our clients. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you're not talking to them. Yeah. Someone has to. Right. I was 19. Six months later, I go to a Mac store. I had wild makeup on. I met this guy who said, why don't you work here? Mm. In Roosevelt Field, the store. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, still there. Yeah, yeah. And I walked in. I was maybe 19, maybe going on 20. And I said, okay, you know, I'll put my application in. Mm -hmm. A couple of months later, it was Thanksgiving. And right before Thanksgiving, I got called for a temp offer, 24 hour temp offer. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Why not? This is a dream. It was the yeah. 90s to be at Mac. Like yeah. what? Yeah, You're talking late thing. 90s. Yeah. That was like the, the place was, to be, yeah. right? So I was like, I couldn't believe it. And then my salary went from like, I don't know, maybe like $8 to like 16. And I was like, I'm rich, living large. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Now, mind you, I was in school full time. Mm -hmm. okay. I was working full time. Well, part time at this time. Mm -hmm. And um, I just worked really hard. I was not the best makeup artist. I wasn't, but I worked and I tried. And every time I couldn't do lip liner. So every single client that came in, I would do lip liner. Mm, I would do right. lip liner. I would just do it every shift they asked me to cover, I'd cover. Yeah. They'd ask me to stay late. I stay late. They'd ask me to come early. I came early. I just worked. So then this is a kind of funny story. And, you know, they liked me because I worked and I didn't bother anybody. Right. So I went for a trainer position. But I applied for a senior trainer position. And when I went in, I messed up the interview like brutally. <laughs> it was like uncomfortably awkward. I was making up answers. I was sweating. I was dealing with like this woman that was like Nadine, the head of like global trainers. I don't remember the position at the time. And she was like it. Mm -hmm. And here I am having the world's creepiest, worst, uncomfortable interview in the world. <laughs> I was mortified. But instead of giving up, I went back six months later, I tried again. And now I knew what they were going to ask. Right, right. And I studied. And I practiced. So I think it was just, I don't know. I just had like a little bit of balls of steel. I don't yeah. really know. Yeah. Our I was going to say, you know, you, you have a drive, right? Like, and even your energy, like for everybody listening, like you have a, you have an amazing energy. Like you could go like change the world with your energy. Mm -hmm. I hope you do because <laughs> like, you, first of all, you're gorgeous and beautiful and all of those things, but your energy is yeah. really powerful. And like, we can feel that and pick that just in talking to Only you. Only matched so. by your amazing jacket that I just noticed. And it's, I'm obsessed with it. It has spikes on it. Vintage. Vintage. It has, vintage. It has spikes on it, everybody. She is 
It's mm-hmm. it's like I was watching and talking to her and like, and then I noticed the jacket and I got very distracted because it's amazing. The shoulders are all spikes. Woof. I got yeah. this like seven years ago, I think. Like if I just see something that I love, I dig it. Like I don't care where it's from. Yeah. Vintage, whatever store, high, low. I just like what I like. And I have my own like kind of bizarre, weird style where it's right. like, sometimes it's like almost ugly, but still kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like I'm known for like my confidence. own kind of- it's all about the confidence, well, right? I would love it that all the younger gals now, because I'm like, you know, the, the, I was like the older lady in cosmetics. <laughs> yeah. And the younger gals will be like, Erica, what are you wearing today? I want to see what you're wearing. And they would always <laughs> like talk about my outfits. And I don't really go over fashion um, in my, I, I tipped in makeup. Because to be honest, I'm not like, I'm not in love with my figure. <laughs> hard, I'm hard like, to a, be a woman in this world. I accept it. Yeah. I accept it, but I'm not going around flaunting it. I'm a, you know, clavicle up sort of chick. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? You have a beautiful face. So (laughs) shoulders up, (laughs) you know, you work with what you got. You don't have it all. I'm five foot. You know, we work with what we got. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So, but, but, but you have a drive. Where did that drive initially come from? Because you were clearly either this was a childhood thing or you're born this way, but you, you are, like you said, a shark, like you are gunning for everything and you seem to have accomplished everything that you set out to do. You know, what's, what's really kind of makes me happy is I always accomplished it through the work, Mm. not through who I knew, not through, you know, who I hung out with. It was always the work. I'm a worker. So my father had his own business in Queens, a small roofing business. That was Mm -hmm. his father's. And um, he worked no matter what he got up to work. My mother, they worked. I would say like, I didn't want to go to school. I'd be like, I don't feel good. All right. So you rest when you get home from school. Mm -hmm. They worked. My parents were just workers and, you know, middle-class I'd say, you know, Mm -hmm. we grew up in a working area, working class, middle-class, but my dad liked nice things. And he always said, if you want nice things, you got to work for them. Yeah. And I don't want someone else to give me nice things. I don't mm. want it to have to be. And don't get me wrong. My husband's a teacher. He's fantastic. He's so good to me. But I don't want to need him. I want to want to be with him. Right. Of course, yeah. So I want to get my kids things. I want to get my hair done. I want to do these things. So in order to do this, I have to grow. And I just always felt like I just wanted to be more. So I became the trainer in Jersey for Mac. So now they put me to Jersey. I lived in, at the time, Queens, mm-hmm. around the Throgs Neck area. Okay. I drove to Jersey every day. Wow. I didn't make a lot of money when I got the trainer position. I didn't, um, I was still in school, mind you. So I was in school as an art student from nine in the morning till nine at night, Tuesday and Thursday. I worked every single weekend. Wow. I also moved out on my own. At this point, my parents had gone through kind of a messy divorce. Mm-hmm. So I decided at 22 to move in with my then boyfriend, my soulmate. <laughs> That's a whole other. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but okay. Um, yeah, you, you, but, as we always say here at Fresh Starts, your frontal lobe wasn't even fully growing by 22. <laughs> so it's no, okay. No, I mean, you know, the, the hot guy you're supposed to like hook up with in high school. Yes, yeah. I was like, I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry in that one. So I did I, that. Too. I didn't marry him, but I was like, this is, I have to make this work. It was my high school boyfriend. And it's like, no, we're just supposed to no, let him go. We're just supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then I just, I, you know, I worked really hard. So I went, I was a trainer for 
you know, and not to, to carry on six months in Jersey, I drove, I it. paid my own tolls, I paid my own everything. Like I didn't complain. There was no, I was just so excited for the opportunity. Yeah. I didn't care. I was so excited and everyone else, they weren't willing to go to Jersey from Queens. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. weren't willing. And guess what? A year later at 22 or 20, I think 22 or 23 years old, I ended up as the resident trainer in Bloomingdale's 59th street. Wow. wow. I replaced the woman who left to go on tour with Mary J. Blige. Wow. That gives me chills. Was like, that's amazing. Like what, like what an accomplishment. You know, this woman met me and she gave me a chance, but what I think gave me the advantage besides, you know, I'll, I'll put the work in is that I was in school to be an art teacher. Right. So as an artist, I had a little bit more structure right. and a little more discipline mm -hmm. as a student. And I, you know, was just willing to do the lessons, do the work. And it it was a hot minute before they would respect me because here I am, a 22-year-old kid from yeah. Queens, a trainer in Mac, and they're like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But again, I did the work and I was nice, you know, and I yes. just worked hard and I earned the respect. I eventually went to Saks, New York as the trainer there. And then, you know, I got to do so many cool things, runway shows, fashion shows, but I didn't love that as much as I loved the regimen of being in the stores, dealing with the clients and working right. with my teams. Right. And just, I love the social aspect of it. I like mm -hmm. really became institutionalized. And then I stayed in Saks, New York, probably about another eight years, I would mm -hmm. say. And with a couple of different brands. Right. Right. What was your medium when you were in art school? Like what did you, were you drawing? Were you painting? I'm just curious. Um, it's funny enough, my senior thesis was a series of portraitures done um, with oil and acrylic. I liked oil and acrylic. I liked textural. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it was done within like two minutes each. Oh, interesting. So, I'm also ADD, which is why I am one of the quickest makeup artists. So whenever there were backups in yeah. the cosmetics, they would call me in like, Erica, let's go. And I'm like, oh, that's a prom girl. That's a four minute. Let's go. We got this. Yeah. And still now, when I do makeup applications out in the Hamptons, my friend has a salon that when I worked with Trish McAvoy, I ended up going there. Mm -hmm. And um, we became friends, the owner of 27 Hampton Salon, uh -huh. Bianca Lefferts, her name is. And um, we would go side by side and she would just keep throwing people at me because I'm like 12 minutes like, she's like, I've never seen someone just stand there <laughs> and not move for nine <sighs> hours doing makeup. I'm like, let's go. This is old yeah. school retail. We got yeah. this. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. So what, what a cool juxtaposition between the art yeah. and the two minute, like, you know, oil and acrylic and then the, the makeup. And I too have ADHD and I, we talked to, it's funny now we've talked to a lot of women. On this everyone podcast. we've booked has had it. <laughs> like it's, it's such a, I think there's such a, just as an observer, there's such an idea that like you can, there's almost like, I, whatever you're overcoming with the ADHD or whatever the neuro, you know, the brain, how the brain works, the big ideas and then the following up on the big ideas. I think like a lot of people who are neurotypical or whatever have a lot of like, oh, I'm not going to do that or I can't do that. And with ADHD there, you guys like just get it done. It's amazing to me. Like all of so many entrepreneurs seem to have it. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I think we're just very spontaneous. Like I'm very spontaneous. Like if I want to do my hair, I'm going to march to Sally's and do my hair. Right. If I like, I don't, my hairdressers know I don't have like set appointments. I just do what I do. <laughs> I get an idea and I do. Yeah. Now the hard thing is, and I think it's funny because my mother was actually dyslexic. Mm. 
Mm. And I believe, you know, back in the day, it was ADD, right? And mm -hmm. they would just call us daydreamers and just mm -hmm. say, get it together. Mm -hmm. In order for me to finish a test, I had to really focus. And it took me longer than anybody else. Right. But I still got a hundred because if I'm trying to read something and you're next to me tapping, right? or I'm thinking of what I'm going to wear later, what I'm going to do, oh, right. where's that shirt that I'm looking for? You know? So yeah. I think maybe those of us that had, it's so hard that when we hone in, we can really like hone in, hyper-focus, train well. ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So in all of that, you, you, you're rising the ranks, you're doing all these things. Where did becoming a mother play into all of that? Okay. And it's funny. It's like, I was, I was joking. I'm like, I was not really born to be a mother. Like I'm a kind, empathetic human but I'm also like a giant child. Like I'm mm. really irresponsible. I'm mm. terrible at adulting. Okay. So I found my, my first, my ex and you know, it was, he, he didn't, wasn't growing up and I was kind of evolving into a different yeah. place. Right. Mm, yeah. Then I dated someone. I always joke around. I went from lazy to crazy. <laughs> and I remember being about 28, 29 saying, what am I doing with yeah. these types of guys? Yeah. Right. When I'm very ambitious, I'm very hardworking, yeah. I'm driven. I need somebody else like that. So I'm out one night and I meet my now husband and he is a teacher. I love teaching. My mother was a principal. She was a right. teacher. Responsibility, stability, right? The man, the mm -hmm. fact that he got up every day on his own and I didn't have to wake him up to get to work was like, yeah, wow, what a great guy. Could you imagine that? Like, this is like yeah. the barometer, right? <laughs> and he actually said, as soon as I walked in, I went to a bar with my sister, who I love, but we're totally different. Okay. So he says, as soon as he sees me, he goes, wait, I see your sister comes from the deeper end of the gene pool. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? So I turn and my sister goes, wait, what? And I go, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He made me laugh. And, you know, I said to myself, this is someone I can have a family with, right? Yeah. Because he was great. He is great, caring, empathetic, took care of me. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I can do this. I can do this thing. Yeah. And here, I never had a plan of having three kids. And when I was a little <laughs> girl, I would say, I think I'll just have puppies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We make plans and every the universe laughs, right? Well, he met me and I was a manager in Saks, New York. Right. And he respected my hustle and he always right. respected my game and he always loved that ambitious part of me. Right. So I think he never tried to hold me back. And it's right. amazing, you know, and I love to show the younger generation or whoever, we can have it all. You yeah. can have your career. You can be successful and you can be a great mom at the same time. I love that. I love that. And, and you can also have a good relationship, right? Yeah. I mean, because, yeah. and yeah. you know, there are good men out there that, like you said, want to, you know, take care of a family and be stable and supportive and loving and, and make you laugh. And that is possible. You know, we talk to a lot of women here at Fresh Starts who are like, are there people like that? Can we have good relationships? And yeah. I love that you have that because it's such a great example of a, you know, you are a powerful woman and he supported you. And that's, that's not always the case with people. Mm -mm. Yeah. I think it takes a very confident person to support yeah. a very powerful person and really like when we walk into a room he he likes when I shine 
Right. He right. likes it. He's happy for me. And he's got a very big dominant personality too. Don't get me wrong, which yeah. I have to respect because he gives it back to me. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not a walk in a park and neither is he. But the funny thing is I always say the one mistake that he made I joke around, I always say, you chose me. Because I said, <laughs> you would have, you know, you go on a dating show and there's always like the, the choice of the two. And there's this like great, amazing, warm person. And then there's this like hot mess or the kind of the nastier one. Yeah. And you're always like, they chose the wrong one. Yeah. I'm like, that's what you did. You chose the wrong <laughs> one. You could have had the nicest person to clean, to cook, to do all this. You chose this. <laughs> that's kind of our joke. I love that. So how did you go from, so in your, you're in your career and then you start working with brands in a bigger sense, right? So take us like kind of the, the next step there. Right. Let's go. Yeah. You got to like, you know, that's ADD. You got to rope us back in. It's okay. I, the I, wanna, I, I really want to hear your whole story because I'm fascinated by everything. Yeah. All right. So I'm going, we're going back. All right. So now I am in Saks, New York. I was at Mac for a long time. And this was after probably around the time of like 9-11 around okay. then. So we're going back. Like now it's about 2001, 2002. I think I was with Mac about five or six years. And I said, okay, I'm 25, I'm 26. I want to see what else is out there. I felt like I just hit a wall and I wasn't really growing to the next level there. Yeah. So I was getting stagnant. So Helena Rubenstein mm -hmm. made a resurgence back to the country. And the managers at Saks grabbed me to have this opportunity. And they made me their resident like artist there in mm -hmm. Saks. And you know, again, it was a nice salary bump. I just tried it out. Was it, it was really crazy. Cause now you went from Mac where I used to say like at Mac, you don't make contact with like crazy eye contact with crazy people, stray dogs or Mac clients because they're always like, I'm next, I'm next. <laughs> you never get a break, right? And that was the time that it was like that popular. So now I went to a line that wasn't as well known anymore. Mm. And I had a manager, Laura, and she was like, you gotta go pull the clients. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> pull the clients. How mortifying. <laughs> I have a master's. <laughs> pull these clients. Like, what am I? Right? So anyway, I, I remember I, I was like, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. So I learned to be one of those old school, like mall stalkers. Right. I used to call it the walk and stalk. Ladies, come join me today. Mm. Let me show you something wonderful. <laughs> I came into <laughs> one of those. And I realized I had an aha moment. I pulled a client out of nowhere, sat her down, did her makeup, and she got everything. And I was like, Okay. Wait, yeah. Wait, what? What? And then I became like an OG on the floor pulling stalker. So I'm the one that you see in the mall. I'm like, come on, join me. You know? <laughs> right. I, do it, I do it in a funny way. And right. I'm like, come on, ladies. You know, I'm like, right. try something new. Let's play. Whatever. Right. So I don't, you know, and that took me out of my shell. Mm. And I learned a whole nother skill set. And then um, as I grew, I would get offers for different positions. I was already a trainer for Mac. I was the resident artist there. So then they left the country. Helena Rubenstein just didn't work out. Their resurgence mm. just didn't, didn't work. And I went as, I believe I took a chance and I was like a market manager for a little while for Frederick Fakai Hair Care, mm. where I traveled the Jersey and some of the New York markets. It was like an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. So I learned a little bit there, but it was a little bit of like a messy situation. It wasn't for Frederick Fakai. It was like a field management team. Mm. And the checks were weird. I was like, I don't want to pay my own taxes. I got enough mm. problems adulting, right? <laughs> right? So then this manager, Vivian from Saks, brought me back um, to go to Laura Mercier. Okay. 
as a counter manager. And she was always Mm kind of like a second mom to me. I don't know where she is these days, but she was really, really great to me. She was one of the department managers at Mac. I mean, at Saks. Okay. That took me to Lena Rubenstein and then brought me back to Laura Mercier. Yeah. Where I was the counter manager of like a $2 million account. Okay. And then there was a business manager, Ruth, who I learned a ton from. And I just, again, I just did the work. I managed the people. I kept my head down. I did the work. After a couple of years, I was ready to leave. I met my husband and now I'm going to Long Island because at the time I lived in Brooklyn, Queens. Right. So now I'm going to Long Island. So I met Dan and he's shipping me out. He's from Port Jeff. So my boss from Laura that had left and went to Benefit Cosmetics Mm -hmm. took me as a coordinator for Benefit Cosmetics. Okay. In Long Island. Okay. Okay. Then my boss had a baby, didn't come back. And I took her job as an AE. Okay. Where I learned a ton more. And Maria um, was just an amazing, amazing, kind woman. And I learned a ton. And again, I just did the work. I trained the artists. I worked with people. They asked me to do a meeting. I did a meeting. You asked me to do a presentation. I did a presentation. I did the trend shows. I did. You want, you need me in the city to do an event. I'll go. You need me to travel to do something. I'm going. And now I have, now I'm there and I get pregnant. Yeah. So I quit my job. I worked at another shop for like a little while. I just didn't love. And then Maria hooked me up again with our friend from Trish McAvoy. And so I began my adventures as a traveling artist mm. just in Long Island for Trish McAvoy. Because okay. I said, I don't want to be a manager anymore. Right. I don't want to be it. But guess yeah. what? Guess who's a manager three months later? So what I love is that you are so, um, first of all, I'm going to take a bet that you are very kind to work with, right? Like you probably are a very nice person to work with. And so people really enjoy working with you because they wouldn't keep coming back to bring you into other things if they didn't really enjoy working with you. I love that you're paying homage to all these women that supported you during all these, these times. And really, you know, we talk a lot about this is like, you know, it takes a village, right. To raise an entrepreneur. There's so many women that we've encountered that we have helped get jobs or they've helped us and pulled us into things. And we don't forget that. And, you know, it's so important to really remember those people on your journey and honor them. And I love hearing about all these women because it really does take all of these hands to say, no, we believe in you and we support you and we're going to keep pushing you along. So I just I love that. Yeah, it was it was definitely definitely a community. I will say the the retail, there's different worlds in cosmetics. Right. I was really more in the retail. I was very well known. My original name was Longo. So, you know, I was before I got married, um my actually Taylor's my middle name. Okay. So my name is okay. Erica Taylor. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, when I was known as that, then I remarried and obviously but so I go by Erica Taylor just cuz that's my middle name, but um I was known probably as Erica Longo for most of my career in cosmetics, but it was really people that recognized the work. Mm -hmm. And again, I didn't hang out. I didn't really socialize. Mm -hmm. I just worked. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I come to Trish McAvoy and I'll never forget when I started at Trish McAvoy, they go, all right, are you ready? Trish is going to train you. I was like, wait, what? what? Trish is going to train you. She's so Mm hands-on. She's so involved. My direct boss, Sinet, that was allowing me to grow. I got pregnant three months again after I was at Trish McAvoy. I went on maternity leave. It was like a six week. I had a C-section. I came back. The day I came back, they promoted me to an account executive while I was pregnant. 
right. basically got promoted. Okay. So that speaks volumes yeah. for a company. They didn't see yeah. my pregnancy as a disability. Yeah. That so many companies really look at it like that's oh, a leadership. Now, like, now that's what? good leadership. Yeah. yeah. That's that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So how long were you there with Trish? Um, 12 on and off 12 years. Wow. And I learned so much. So I went from being a regional artist to a coordinator to an executive to where like a regional and a senior regional and overseeing mm-hmm. the a very big portion of the Northeast. You know, I just grew. I learned so much from Trish. There was another vice president, um, Joanne. And, you know, I, I also, I learned ways of managing and antiquated ways of managing that are not to do. And that's yeah. okay because everything evolves, right? Mm-hmm. And I also learned that just because you're a manager doesn't make, make you a better human mm-hmm. or a better person. Always remain empathetic. And they used to say to me that I was too nice. I was always too nice. And not not my my direct bosses, like Trish and my Joanne, they understood my kindness, you know? Yeah. And I said, my empathy is my biggest strength and my biggest weakness yes. because, but I will not allow, and I got wronged a lot. You know, I got people that I promoted and people that I really supported that definitely did me wrong a lot. And people wouldn't understand why I would still keep doing it. Because I'm not going to let their meanness take my niceness. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow that to happen. So I just kept pushing forth. And I think that energy and that is what led me to where I'm at now that, you know, kindness kind of transcends yes. and energy and mm-hmm. attitudes kind of transcend. Yeah. And even People will say to me now, I guess I have like 650,000 followers on TikTok. And that's nothing. That's less than nothing. That's barely (laughs) anything. No, that's amazing. That's That's amazing. amazing. That's amazing. Answer everyone. I try. I try. And they all say to me, Erica, I'm kind of fangirling. Is that you? I'm like, fangirling. I'm sitting here drinking a glass of wine in Ronkonkoma in my pajamas, (laughs) answering you. Like, I like the interaction. Like, I have people that just say, Erica, my skin's. What should I use? What foundation? What this? I love answering. It's such a simple, easy question for me to answer that took me 27 years to know my knowledge, you know, to accumulate the knowledge. Right. So if somebody's like, why don't you charge these people for questions? I do some paid for consultations and I actually keep the the prices relatively cheap because I feel like anyone should be able to have the access to it. I appreciate that on so many levels. Like my thing is always, if you give good, you get good. And if you don't, you've learned a lesson. I love your concept of kindness and not wanting other people's hardness to harden you. And I'm completely in agreement. And then on the makeup level, you know, we grew up in a very non-makeup family. And so it feels so hard sometimes to even just do one thing. Like I, you know, I have a patchy eyebrow and I was like, I don't even know how to like do take care of that. And I had to like ask around for girlfriends to be like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what's good. I don't know what's bad. And it's, it's such a, like you said, you have 27 years of experience. So it doesn't cost you anything, you know, and, and it takes you two seconds to answer them. I just commend you for leaving that room open for people. Because I've been doing it so long, I know how embarrassing it can be to ask for the help. I know how scary it can be because I also see other makeup artists over the years making people look crazy, okay? I know it's hard. You want to be listened to. 
You know, I can do a drama makeup, but my, my everyday go-to, like I actually do less makeup on others than I do on myself. Right. My everyday go-to is just, you know, a nice, fresh, glowy makeup. That's what I really dig for my clients. But like, it can be very overwhelming. Like I can't cook. So sometimes people will say to me, why do you speak to us? Like, we don't know what we're doing. I say, cause here's the thing. I can't cook. Right. If you speak to me, I don't know what a pinch, a dollop, a dollop, I don't know what this is. Just like you don't know what a buffing, a sweeping, I want the verbiage. You don't yeah. know it. And I understand that because I have worked with real clients. So a lot of people in social media, and not to knock them, they're extremely talented and they're like really wonderful right. makeup artists. Right. But I have learned with not just my face, right. I have learned with clients, yeah. you know, um, yeah. And that's, that's the difference. I know what you guys do to your faces. I know what can be uncomfortable, can be awkward. And, and I know what most of the common issues are. So when I do a virtual consultation and someone sends me a picture of their makeup and their skin, I pretty much know immediately what you're doing wrong. Yeah. You know, I could say you're not exfoliating, you're not hydrating enough, you're beautiful and we can get you to the next level you know, you're not putting your right. blush high enough. You're not putting enough eyeliner or you're doing yeah. too much eyeliner. You're, you know, your foundation's matte and you need something more luminous right. or your right. foundation's too luminous and you got to mattify your T-zone. But how much time does that take, right? Well, it takes you 27 years. Right, it takes you 27 years. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing, right? That's... They're, they're not paying you and, and you're bless you for keeping a low cost for consultation, but we're not paying you for the 20 seconds. We're paying you for the 27 years. And I was just sitting here thinking about how many faces you've probably done makeup on or talked about makeup with. Like, I mean, probably in the millions at this point, right? 27 yeah. years, yeah. the rate that you were going through people, the rate that people come into those blooming, that Bloomingdale's on 59th Street, like, Wow. I mean, it, and uh, yeah, it is embarrassing. And it's also like, like you said, Olivia and I talk about it all the time because we see the girls on TikTok, you know, doing their just like face contouring. You know, the, yeah. And we're like, who taught them? How do they know how to do this? And then this, and then like, it's amazing to us. So I'm yeah. learning all different budgets. So when you come to me and you tell me like, what is your budget? Like what's mm. prior or even priorities? It's not about right. budget. Some people don't want to spend the money on makeup. Yeah. Maybe they'll spend the money on shoes, just right. not their priority. So what are you looking for? What's your priority? And let's find you a routine. Right. I love that. And so how did you go from where you were and now you are a TikTok star mm -hmm. and, you know, have a huge TikTok following and not just a TikTok following, but you have an engaged, beautiful community mm -hmm. on TikTok. So how did that transpire? You know, I just started having fun and I just said so. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. And and my 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 previous employer would always say when we did social media, she encouraged, you know, we were encouraged the social media during pandemic to engage mm -hmm. our clients and I did it mm -hmm. and I found my groove and I had fun. I just have fun. I'm super social. I'll talk to a wall. I don't care. Mm -hmm. So I found um, when I started doing this, we were always encouraged to do it a certain way, right. apply it a certain way, check your backgrounds, make sure you're wearing the right thing, the right this. And I'm like, guess what? That's not how I live. Right. You don't get to control every aspect of how I live. I'm going to do my best amazing job and make sure you have a productive, you know, brand and whatever I'm supposed to do, but you don't get to tell me what I do when I'm home. Yeah. You know, and I'll respect yeah. your products and I will respect it, yeah. but I'm going to wear my rocker tees. I got an unmade bed behind me because I have three kids. I'm a real mom. I don't have help. I don't have, and guess what? I drink my wine. I'm mm -hmm. going to laugh and I'm going to find my people. 
So that was it. And every time we'd always hear like, we have to make sure we're all doing things the right way. And I was always like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh I don't do blanket statements. You know, I don't do blanket statements. You got to come right for me. I'm not responding to blanket statement because I'm not, and I'm not going to get paranoid. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But until you say Erica, blah, blah, blah. I don't ask for permission. I ask for forgiveness. So I love that. I just kept finding my people and just doing my thing, doing my thing. And it became a little bigger than me. I still really, you know, guess what? Relatively, yes, I have a big community. People that have millions and millions. Not, it's not to my head. It's really not that. I mean, I'm fortunate. I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. But I also stay humble because there's people that have millions and millions. Like, there's yeah. always someone better. There's always someone smarter. There's always someone faster. There's always going to be someone else. And then I started getting people copying a lot of my stuff, mm. right? And I, at first it annoyed me. And I said, but that energy is not going to do anything good for me. Right. So uh, something else I learned, I did a little stint at It Cosmetics. Mm. Jamie Kern Lima, when they first launched in the Ultas, I was a sales executive and I launched them when I stopped, stepped away from Trish after my before my third child. And I remember what she said is, you can't fake authenticity. Yeah, done, boom. Yeah, fake authenticity, right? And that was from Jamie Kern Lima. And she said to me once, and she didn't have to, and another person that was inspirational on the way that I had a very short, brief stint with. She said one time, I remember her saying to me, you know, Erica, I wish you've got a fire. When you speak, you've got some sort of fire. Yeah. I wish I had. And I was like, Jamie Carlima, like you're Jamie. Like t- what? And she's like, no, Eric, you got something. And I was like, wow, that didn't cost her anything to say that to me. And she had no okay. reason to. I was just a sales training executive for like Long Island, Northeast, M- Massachusetts right. situation. And again, you just meet people on the way that little things implant. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I say when people do things or I just say, you can't fake authenticity. Just mm-hmm. keep being you, Erica. Just True. keep being you. And, and whoever likes you will like you for it. Yeah, and and if they around. don't, there'll be someone else to follow. Yeah. If you're uptight, there's amazing uptight artists out there that you're going to love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that so much. You you really do have an amazing, like, I am like so excited to see what you do next because your personality is enormous and beautiful. Like you really just, you have such a beautiful personality. Um, I love that your audience is a lot of women who are kind of going through this next chapter in their life. You know, can you talk to us a little bit about the power of makeup through life changes? Because I feel like, you know, we think about, you know, makeup and makeup, but it really does empower people. And I feel like we forget that part of it but we still like pants that fit, right? So right. it's the same thing, just feeling good, doing your hair. And this is something I learned with Trish McAvoy. Her brand was always empowering. It was the power of makeup. Right. So what she had said in one of her books and, and you know, interacting with her, I learned a ton and I have a ton of respect for her. And she had said um, that there's a cascade effect of makeup. Mm. When you're putting your face on that little bit of what she called mirror time, mm-hmm. that you give yourself We give ourselves to everybody else, but that five to 10 minutes that you give yourself that mirror time to get yourself ready. Mm -hmm. And then it cascades throughout your day. When you have a good hair day, when you have a good makeup day, your day goes different. 
Mm-hmm. You walk around a little different. You pick your chin up a little more. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I look like swollen face, look like a nut. My kids are like, what? And I go into that bathroom in a half hour, you know, and, and sometimes in seven minutes, I'm like, you know what? I got this. I got this. It's like a Jedi mind trick. Mm-hmm. When your face and hair is on, you're like, you know what? I can do this shit. Yeah. I can yeah. do this shit. I can get this done today. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And that's why I always say, when I'm always saying, I'm getting known for saying, let's go. Because I'm telling myself, yeah, let's go. Yeah. I'm not really necessarily telling you guys. I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm telling myself, let's get your shit together. Let's go. I love you that. Know, it's so funny. I, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast and I've to- talked about it on previous episodes that I have shingles right now. It was so confusing and off-putting and dislocating to my day when I would look in the mirror and my whole left jaw was super swollen. And so like this side of my face was swollen. My eye was like swollen shut. And it was so, and even now, like I still have the shingles on my face and a little bit of scabbing. But I feel like myself. And so we, we would like get on podcast interviews and I was like, I couldn't even really, I didn't want to interact. Like I didn't, you know, I just, I didn't feel like myself. And it's that same thing where you, you know what your face is supposed to look like. You know what, when your face, like I, as I put it, like I wasn't dazzling myself. I had no dazzle those days. And I would like yeah, look in the makes mirror. makes you feel a little sad. Awful. makes you feel a little sad. Yeah, yeah. It makes you feel very sort of disconnected from myself and just to not look like myself. And so to be able to find that self and to be able to look like you said take that mirror time whether it's just like putting on some you know mascara or like whatever like light makeup that Erica teaches you how to do you know <laughs> like it to find yourself and to be able to like find a, a shortcut almost to finding your dazzle that I think is an amazing thing because it's so it really can yeah. like bring your day up to that next level now that I'm 46 right when I was in my 20s maybe I take two hours to do my makeup right I don't have that time. I don't have that luxury. So I legit do my makeup in seven minutes, full face, no joke. You don't need 700 steps. I have on three eyeshadows. You know, you don't need to do 30 million things. You Mm -hmm. can get your shit on really quickly if you're doing it the right way and somebody sets you up on a routine and says, this is it. Like if you don't know how to dress, right? You'll look at the mannequin and say, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to wear. You right. just look at, you pick it out. That's that's what somebody needs to teach you for your face, your yeah. default face. You mm-hmm. got to get a default look that you yes. know, this is your go-to, no matter what you're wearing, no matter what you're doing, no matter what, that's it. Your face is on, go. I love that. And I love that you said it's, it really is so much more than the makeup application, right? Mm-hmm. It's taking the time and saying, no, I'm worthy of closing the door. My kids are yeah. screaming. I don't care. I'm taking five minutes to put my face on, do my mascara, my blush, whatever. And that worthiness is going to carry you throughout the day and empower you to make those brave decisions or adulting or all the things that we talk about. So it's like, yes, it's about the makeup, and the face, but it's also about taking the time for yourself. And I, I just, I love that you are, you know, pairing the two concepts together to really like empower women, you know, at all phases of their life. Yeah. And, and, and it's like budgets. So that's why I'm wearing a full face right now of Dollar Tree. Like this is a full face. And she's of gorgeous. Tree. She is yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> the makeup yeah. is perfect. glowing. Yeah. glowing. Yeah, it's, it's nice. There's, and I want to show people that too, just because your budget is different doesn't mean you can't look beautiful. 
And then people be like, well, what's in the ingredients? I don't know. I grew up on Mary Swanson TV dinners and bologna. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I'm not your green machine here. I'm yeah. not Miss Green. I put right. Botox in my face. All right. That's like poison. I'm sorry. That's not, I'm not, if, if you're big into ingredients, I mean, that's okay. That right. is great. I'm just not the one. And honestly, I know what companies I've been in every position. Yeah. I know what the things cost and what they sell them for. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. You know, when things are all made yeah. in the same factory and branded yeah. differently. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone through a lot of fresh starts, career pivots, parenthood, all these big fresh starts. What advice would you give to somebody who is going through, you know, a fresh start in life? I'm only going to have one life as Erica. If there's reincarnation, I come back as something else. This yeah. is it. This is what I got. Yeah. Um, five foot. I grew up in a working class family. You know, I'm not a supermodel. I know what I know. But if this is what I have, who puts a limit on where I can go? Who's putting a limit on what I can do? Just because I'm a mom, who says I can't have more? Just because I'm 46, who said I can't grow in an industry that has been taken over by 20 year olds and celebrities, you know? Like who says Mm -hmm. we can't do that? So nobody is putting a limit on me, but me. And I'm just going to keep going and learning and growing because that's it. This is it. This is the chance that I have as Erica Taylor, right? Mm -hmm. This is the one chance we have is what we are right now. We're never going to be a day younger. We're not going to be a different person. I'm never going to be a six foot model. You know, I'm never going to have abs because I don't work at it. (laughs) Same, <laughs> I, you know, but this is it. This is what I got, yeah. right? You yeah. know, and so yeah. this is what we have. Yeah, this is who we are. Why can't we just try new things? I'm not going to stop evolving. I'm not going to, you know, stop trying new things. And sometimes I do videos and they suck. I yeah. get like a couple of likes. Some of my videos are boners. Some of them suck. But you know what I do? I learn. All right. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Didn't resonate with somebody else. Yeah. Right, and yeah. sometimes I do videos that I think suck and everybody loves, Yep. but it's yep. learning. Every single thing we do is learning. Every failure is learning. Every success is learning what worked. How do you yeah. do this again? Every, you know, it's just, we're not going to stop evolving and we shouldn't. The day that you think, you know, everything is when you're a dumbass. I love that. We're going to get gonna... that whole speech tattooed on my forehead so I can I read it every morning. That was yeah. amazing. I love we're that. Gonna, we're going to brand that speech. I love that. So if people are interested in in getting a consultation with you and they're listening to the podcast and they're like, oh my God, I love her energy. I just, I want to connect with you. Uh, obviously on TikTok and all the socials, but you are doing consultations with people virtually. Yeah. So what I do is I do a Zoom consultation and um, it's a half hour to 45 minutes. It's about $75 to $100. Wow. And I have had people- it is. You know why? You know why I've had people that say they saved up all month to have that consultation. Oh, brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. And just to have a glass of wine and hang with me. Sometimes we just have a glass of wine and chat. And if I don't have a client right after, the other day someone had a half hour consultation and we stayed on for an hour and a half. Yeah. And I don't care. And even my husband had said, you should be charging so much more. You know what? But why? I'm sitting in my house. I'm having a glass of wine. And that $75 might mean shit to someone, but it also might mean a shit ton to yeah. someone else. 100%. You know, so, and you just, I, I set you up in a basic routine mm-hmm. and we just, you tell me, you send me before and after pictures on what you're using, your skin with makeup, your skin without, what skincare you're using, what your budget is, and your 
skin, you know, with makeup on. So before I get into this, because we only have a half hour to 45 minutes, if I'm like booked consecutively, I try to um, assess what I want to do beforehand, you know, so I know, okay, I can say, I'm looking at your face, your makeup's sitting in your pores. That means you have to exfoliate more, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So I just get to know who they are. And then we go over a routine that will be an everyday routine for them. I love that. Because you do the work. Right. Like you always come prepared because you do the work and that's what is amazing. I and love that. After I set up the routines and then my team helps me put links and then you'll get an email linked to every single thing wow. that I recommended. Amazing. Oh, wow. That's, that's what a deal. Um, and <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we talk a lot here about, you know, when you develop a platform and you are a celebrity or you're somebody famous really using your platform for good and to help mm-hmm. people. And mm-hmm. that's so much of what you're doing. And that is why you're going to be incredibly successful because the universe rewards people who use their power for good. Yeah. And, you know, you are, I, I mean, your perspective of like, yeah, it might be, you know, not a lot of money to some pers- people, but it is a lot of money to other people. And to be able to like talk to you with all of your experience and get to hang out with you and, you know, get your, your authenticity could literally change people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, being able to get the right makeup routine and then that snowballs, right? It's like, then you go in for the job interview and you feel confident and then you go to the date and you feel confident. And like, that is something that you can provide for people based on your hard work and you are so grounded and humble about it. And that's why you're going to be inc- like just incredibly successful. So we're, we're really excited for you to watch mm-hmm. this grow. Yeah. Thank you. I was just speaking to my my manager team that helps me and they're amazing. And I said, I don't want to be like that huge. I want to grow, but I want to be enough that I still have my, I don't want it to become bigger than me. Mm-hmm. I still want to have my connections. That would make me happy. I don't need to be in a mansion. I don't care. I drive my Honda CRV. I don't yeah. need that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like buying some nice clothes. I'm a little right. flashy sometimes. I'm a girl from Queens, but I don't want, you know, I have interacted with so many wealthy people And so many are great. And so many are so miserable. That amount of money does not give you happiness. And that does not come to the pearly white gates. That does not get you into heaven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Money is not everything. I want to have enough to be comfortable and take care of my family and eat and maybe go on a vacation here or there. But I don't need much more than that. I just want to like have a great life with my family, chill and meet nice people. Boom. Like done. I love that. I love that so much and that's really our ethos here at fresh starts you know it's just you know give back be yourself be authentic and you know have enough that you can support other people if they need it and you know the pursuit of joy like that's really Mm -hmm. it the pursuit of joy Mm -hmm. because you don't take anything else nothing's coming with you no none of it is coming with you just (laughs) what you leave what you leave behind and what you do for people that's what's going leave some sort of legacy I said to my kids, if I ever I'm gone, tell everybody how funny I was. Just remember mm-hmm. to tell tell your family, tell your kids how much fun I was and mm-hmm. how we would go through drive-throughs, dancing and laughing, and mm-hmm. how I take my kids and we do mall walking, and I yeah. you know race through the malls with them and just laugh, live, laugh. Yeah. You know yeah. that's it. There's one Ugh. life. Do it. Live, laugh, have fun, drink the wine, eat the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> You one hundred percent. You are, are we, what, uh, totally agree. Totally, one hundred percent. And you're like the best motivational speaker I've heard in weeks. So, I, I love everything you're saying. Love it. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today and sharing thank your you. truly beautiful, authentic stories, and you know, just gracing us with all of this wonderful 
goodness, because we're going to take this with us throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just excited to introduce you to our, all of our audience. And um, I hope that people get in touch with you. I know that we're like plotting now. We're like, oh, now we need because we have no idea about makeup. So we're not no makeup idea. people. Thank you for everything, Erica. And, you know, for sharing all of that with us. And we're just so excited to see what comes next for you. And, yeah. you know, just just thank you for everything. Same for you guys. I'm so excited with everything you're doing. You're doing good things. You're doing amazing. Thank you. And feel better. The shingles are not fun, but oh, you guys are no. killing it. You thank guys you. are doing big things. Thank you're you. You're motivational for everybody else. You oh. guys are doing things that are really leaving imprints too. Come on, man. Thank you for listening to today's story. We're always here and we're proud of you. Until next time, brave one. A Fresh Story is brought to you by Fresh Starts Registry, the first and only platform for everything you need to start again. You can read the show notes and learn more about today's episode at freshstartsregistry.com slash podcast. As always, we want to remind our listeners that while we strive to provide accurate and helpful information, we are not medical doctors or mental health professionals. We want to remind you all that the information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for professional advice. We highly recommend consulting a qualified healthcare or mental health professional for any concerns or questions you may have. Remember, we are a podcast, but we are not licensed medical professionals. Always consult with your healthcare provider for any medical decisions. And as a gentle reminder, all opinions are our guests and do not necessarily reflect our own. Mm -hmm.